0: Hello everyone, welcome back to All Things ABBA, where it's two friends having a casual conversation from two parts of the world. My name is Jeremy Chow, an American-born Asian.
1: I'm Kim, and I'm an Aussie-born Asian.
0: Today we're going to be talking about a number of things, but first we'd want to preface this with a comment that we got from our last podcast, and we just wanted to go ahead and sort of explain what ABA means in um, All Things ABBA. And uh, effectively, we wanted to choose a title that sort of meant something to the both of us. And and you know, since we have these casual conversations on and off camera and on and off recording, we 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 wanted to, I guess, have something meaningful. And and ABA, what it stands for, is America-born Asian as well as Aussie-born Asian.
1: Yeah, well, it was like more of a play on with like ABC, which is more commonly used. Like Australian born Chinese or American born Chinese. So, why not have an acronym that includes all of us?
0: And, and speaking of names, um, one topic that came up the other day is, you know, sort of the need to change our names or change the pronunciation of our names to make it easier to pronounce or make it not as ethnic as, as it's originally supposed to be. Obviously, for example, one, one of those is the last name Nguyen
1: right so yeah my friends have questioned uh, why do you westernize your name and so it was something that's been brought up before and we've seen around like or on posts and stuff like that as well about yeah how come like other people can say and learn supercalifragilisticexpialidocious, yet they can't pronounce win
0: is is wing like is that like w-i-n effectively like win
1: I guess so. Like, I know a lot of my friends do on her like, jerseys, for our team jerseys, or, like, puns, or, like, yeah, even my fitness Instagram, it's a pun on win, which is win, pretty much, W-I-N.
0: All, all we do is win, 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 no matter what? Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah not going to lie, that was once my name. Oh, really? Oh Yeah, all I want to do is win.
0: Oh, very nice. You got to have the puns. But
1: now it's small wins. <laughs> the puns are where it's at.
0: Yeah, I, I also wonder why that too. I mean, to be honest, I, my last name is, you know, Chow, but it's not really too difficult to to, to pronounce or even, you know, there, I don't even think there's a way to anglicize it, quote unquote. It's just Chow, Chu, Chu.
1: I was going to say Chu.
0: Yeah, I've gotten, I've gotten that.
1: Some people pronounce it, I guess. But then like, just segmenting off that, like, it's maybe just not pronoun- the pronunciations, but I can't remember where I heard it, maybe from, like, a, another podcast or a YouTube video. I think it must have been Wong Fu, but, like, she was mentioning how, like, she still had her name, but as her, like, she had more siblings come along, it went from, like, a Vietnam, a Vietnam, to, like, just having English name, English name, English name, so... Like our parents started going down that pathway as well, where they're like, "Oh, need an English name so that I don't know discrimination or some sort I know is one thing, one of the reasons why
0: yeah yeah i'm 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 sort of getting the vibe that you know early on when our parents came to our respective countries, you know we we they wanted to probably keep and and you know obviously name the their kids what they wanted to name it, but they obviously. You know as the kids were growing up they might have faced some sort of discrimination in schools and perhaps their peers or classmates made fun of them in any way shape or form and then the the kids would obviously go back to the parents and say hey you know this guy told me this this girl told me that and eventually the parents went oh shit, okay maybe we need to for future kids anyway change their names so they quote unquote fit into the the society that it's in so that's one thing they don't have to worry about.
1: Mm-hmm. So with this then, Jeremy, do you have any other names?
0: So I have my name, Jeremy Chow, um, but I also have um, my Chinese name, Zhao ka Young. I pretty much don't use my Chinese name outside of my family. Oh. Yeah, because all my friends know me as Jeremy. And I mean, hell, even pronouncing Jeremy is kind of difficult. Some people just say Jeremy or germs. <laughs> And I'm like, all right, cool, cool, dude. It's just three syllables. Well,
1: cool. actually, I have another friend named Jeremy and we just call him Jay.
0: Yeah, Jay's cool. I mean, three syllables in a name is kind of, kind of much, to be honest. It was kind of a yeah. mouthful, but.
1: Single syllables for the win.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Kim, Jay, <laughs> Dan, Kev, <laughs> Tiff.
1: But then, like, okay, so, like, with that as well, yeah, how do you feel about, like, people pronouncing, well, I guess it doesn't really apply to you, right?
0: Right. Well, if, even though there's really no difficulty in in having to anglicize my name, I can sort of sympathize because you we were brought up, you know, with our names to say it in a certain way. And if someone doesn't say it in a particular way or say it in the, I guess, the original way, then it kind of like throws us off a little bit. And it's the same with, you know, pronouncing all three syllables of my first name, right? Yeah. You know, Jeremy. I'm like, okay, hmm. Jeremy is not that hard. As, as, as just is like, you know, wing is not that hard or win is yeah. not that hard. I definitely get it. And in terms of why mm-hmm. we have to conform, I don't really think I have the answer to that. Because, you know, I mean, as we, we get older, we're realizing that, oh, hey, you know, our respective societies are pretty damn diverse yeah and in, in in all you know shape sizes and aspects, whether it be language, you know a lot of people speaking each other's languages um or you know food for that matter and so yeah I guess that I guess that <laughs> brings us into our next topic, interestingly enough I see the the other day um I actually went to a fusion restaurant with my cousin, and we had this like food or dish called I, I'm not, I'm not Vietnamese so please don't kill me um it's called <laughs> soy man it's like that sticky yep, yeah 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 it's the. so what it is it's a sticky rice dish with um Chinese or Vietnamese sausage I don't know what it's called in Vietnamese but in English it's called pork floss or shredded pork or something like that
1: yeah jabom yeah
0: yeah yeah, yeah 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 and and it was it's it, it made me think of something it, it made me think of in terms of you know, whether it's Chinese, Vietnamese or any other Asian dish, like there's always these staples, like there's always some sort of rice in there or like carb and there's always some sort of meat, whether it be, you know, a Chinese sausage, Vietnamese sausage, even if there's may or may not be any difference between the two.
1: Uh, and I, we can all agree that the common ingredient is MSG, right?
0: Oh, 100%. <laughs> it won't taste good without MSG. And I don't care if anyone says MSG is bad for you. That's false. And you're wrong. <laughs> MSG is good for you.
1: If You know it's not an authentic Asian dish if there's no MSG. Mm-hmm. So if your restaurant, if your local restaurant does not use MSG, I would recommend asking your friendly local Asian on where they could get authentic food.
0: Exactly. And if there aren't a couple of flies, then then yeah, you know it's it's not good. It has to be flies. The tables have to be <laughs> sticky yeah that's it is that is that also how it is in in australia where you know the super clean places aren't necessarily you know the most quote-unquote authentic
1: i guess there is kind of like that kind of stigma behind it uh-huh. but i know the health and safety officers here really like doing their jobs mm. so most of the time it is very clean mm-hmm. Oh quote unquote clean <laughs> You do have the ones where you know that when you walk in it's authentic or it's mm-hmm. a good restaurant. Do you guys judge it by like if you see Asians sit there or if you see Westerners dine there
0: i th- i think I think it's very similar in a sense where if we go to an Asian place, for example, and we see other Asians there, then we go, okay, we're we're instantly validated in saying, "Okay, this place is a little more authentic, yeah, right.
1: And I I think like I, I personally don't, never thought of it that way, but I was brought up in quite an Asian area where like the civic center that I go to, it's literally all Asian restaurants, I guess, and only mainly Asians live around here. So there's always Asians around. So we do have like, we don't judge it obviously on who dines there because every time we walk in each restaurant are dined by Asians.
0: so what's what's your what's your new benchmark in your civic center then
1: i haven't been there in a while (laughs) but (laughs) we have officially boycotted all three restaurants my family has anyways and now we go to somewhere else which is just down the road and we eat there instead my parents have quite high standards and i they judge they always judge a viet restaurant based on their pho Mm -hmm. i judge it on the Bumbo way mm. or my brother judges on like gum dum, the combination rice okay whenever we go somewhere we always order those three dishes and then we all try it out and then we'll decide like which place has the best dish and if we ever crave it we go there right i kind of think but most of the time
0: no they have to get all three yeah. marks or or else it's an instant boycott pretty much yeah
1: well at least one of them right like you know like we like if we want fur, we'll go to one restaurant and if we want something else, we we'll go to another one. But if mm-hmm. they can't get any of those three right, then we just leave. <laughs> but I oh. think one of the main reasons why we boycotted the three restaurants in the civic center is because of the service that they provided. Oh, it was okay. really slow. Um I think one at one of the restaurants, anyways, that I know, um, my dad stopped going there because they were really slow when there was no other customers there. Mm-hmm. And they also missed one of our orders. Oh. Um, so I never ended up getting my food that day. Oh yikes. <laughs> and then my dad just got ticked off and he's like, We're not coming back here. So I'm like, okay. Bye.
0: <laughs> oh, and quick uh just to interject real quick for for some of our listeners that don't know what pha and blumbaway and kum and thumb is. Can you go ahead and explain that?
1: So far I think most people would know but that's the um, beef noodle soup, the Vietnamese beef noodle soup it's um, very an iconic dish for for Vietnam or Vietnamese people. Huế is the spicy beef noodle soup. It's one of my favorite dishes because of the spiciness and then Gum Thum is broken combination rice which has the broken rice. Um, you've got your fish sauce on the side and you've got four toppings mm-hmm. on top. Which is like a like a meatloaf, I think, with like a marinated pork, like marinated pork chops. Um, you've got the oh gosh, what's bay? <laughs> You're
0: talking to a Chinese guy. <laughs> I don't, I don't <laughs> know yo. <laughs> it's
1: like a, a, a. Are
0: you talking about uh, the the fried tofu skin thingy? Yeah. Is that what me with, is?
1: I don't know. Oh. I. Give me one second. I'm just gonna Google it really quickly.
0: Okay, so uh, just for reference, um, Kim is losing her Vietnamese card now. Uh, we are removing <laughs> that from. <laughs> but I mean, I, th- I think one for me anyway. When it comes to uh, Bun Way, it's it's if you don't cough on the when you drink the soup at first, it's it's not it's not a good one. <laughs> you have to cough because it's so spicy.
1: Pork skin with shredded pork. Mmm. Is mm-hmm. what that is. Okay. It's yeah. It's like a dry right, she, ingredient, she kind of and then um, yeah, with the roasted rice powder and garlic mm. powder, and it's like, mm-hmm. and then you've got a fried egg on top. So those are the four things in the combination rice. Another very iconic dish of the Vietnamese community. I got my Vietnamese card back. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, it's going back to 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 service, right? Um, one thing that at least from my perspective, is when you go to, you know, really, really, really authentic like Asian places is you're coming in with the notion that service isn't going to be great. Mm-hmm. I, I, obviously, you can't really excuse for getting an order, but in terms of, you know, the waiter or waitress or hostess being super attentive of you, you know, filling water, asking if you're doing okay, I don't think that's a expectation for Asian places in my area at least.
1: Well, yeah, that's not an expectation here either. Like it's not like we don't expect like the high end restaurant quality service, but I guess what my dad just wants is his food (laughs) 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 at a timely matter.
0: (laughs) Forgetting your food is pretty inexcusable. That's that's pretty bogus.
1: (laughs) I like we like obviously here it's it's literally they come out, seat you down, give you a menu, give you like one of those flasks. -hmm. With hot tea there, Mm -hmm. give you three glasses. You pour out the tea yourself, and you just order, and the food comes within twenty minutes, hopefully. Anything after twenty minutes is when my dad is like, flips table. (laughs) (laughs) Well, depending on how busy it is, but like (laughs)
0: figuratively flips the table. I assume. (laughs) I hope he has not done it literally.
1: (laughs) He has not. He has not. Okay. But, um, like, anything, I guess, like, especially because we go eat at an earlier time compared to, like, breakfast time or lunch time. So it's not during peak hours. So 20 minutes is usually at least where one dish comes to the table. We don't Mm. expect it all to be brought out, but that 20 minutes just one dish out of the four that we normally order or something like that.
0: No, I assume this is, like, not right when it opens, is it?
1: No, no, no. It's around ten o'clock or ten thirty is when we usually eat. So in restaurants here normally open around nine thirty or nine o'clock. So it's within mm-hmm. within the two hours of opening. But even then there's like
0: So that means they have perfect they have a lot of time to set up and get things ready. And yeah. Hell, I feel like twenty minutes might even be a little long to be honest. Yeah. Well that's, that's
1: what I mean by like at least. Like that yeah. that's the that's the capped amount and then that's when my dad starts lifting (laughs) his
0: attitude (laughs) starts breaking chopsticks
1: (laughs) but having said that like we haven't obviously encountered too many um situations where we've had to wait for more than that like obviously with anything we normally remember the bad experiences more than we remember the good ones but there's obviously more good experiences over the bad experiences right but i guess my parents have just reached a point where they're like yeah they'll just move on to the next one if doesn't please them
0: now do your parents ever go when they, after they eat something at the restaurant do they go oh hey, I can make this better at home
1: classic classic line whenever I order anything from a restaurant where it's not it doesn't take a long time to cook at home mm-hmm. um, something simple my mom would always say that like oh if I order like um, Gokul which is the oh gosh this is gonna be a topic in itself I feel like the Vietnamese not the spring rolls. It's Vietnamese rice paper rolls, wait which you guys called spring rolls
0: so this spring rolls, summer rolls, and egg rolls have apparently varied definitions over here i had I've had one too many debates with friends on the differences, but apparently yeah. um spring rolls are the ones with the crunchy bits inside, you know the the fried uh the fried egg roll thingy.
1: You know what I mean? The fried egg rolls? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 That's what we call spring rolls here. Yeah?
0: Wait, you called fried egg rolls spring rolls over there?
1: Yeah. Or the, uh, yeah. I'm pretty sure I had to talk with Andy before. That's confusing. Wait, I think we're talking about the same thing, right? What's fried egg roll? Like the,
0: like the, the. Is it like what is the beef? Is that nem neung? Is that is that what it is?
1: Oh wait, hold up. Is it the toppings inside that are different then?
0: I think it's the topping. Like, so if it doesn't have the crunchy thing, then it's a summer roll. I'm I'm like super sketched out at now.
1: What the hell is a summer roll?
0: Summer roll versus spring
1: roll. No, summer roll is goyco, which is what I just said. So you guys call it a summer <laughs> roll, do you? I
0: guess. Yeah.
1: <laughs> we call it a rice paper roll over here. Or Vietnamese. Okay, yeah, rice that paper that makes
0: it way more. That makes way more sense,
1: yeah, because it's rolled by rice people, <laughs> so that's why we call it that. Um, but it's goiku, okay. Um, so whenever I, like, I randomly go to a restaurant, I'm not feeling like something hearty or like heavy, um, like fur. I go for like an entree, which is goiku, and I would eat it. I know it's expensive, so I was like, sometimes I don't even order it, mm-hmm. but that's like, just order it and just eat it it's fine Or we'll eat it take a bite out of it and she's like we can easily make this at home and i'm like i know we can but i want it now
0: right <laughs> and she's like
1: we can make this better and i'm like okay mom Ooh, like at every restaurant we go to or even like the dishes that you know she'll go mm. to the restaurant and she'll like my even like my mom won't say it today so it'll be my brother who'll eat it and he'll be like mom you better <laughs> and i'm like okay
0: your mom's like inside going yeah i raised you that's my boy
1: (laughs) i feel like they have um higher uh, palates than i do i feel like my palates um quite (laughs) trash i just eat a lot like i can appreciate the finer things but if Mm. it's like close to each other in like standards then i'm like yeah they taste good edible
0: (laughs) well like here's here's the thing like when you go to a Vietnamese restaurant even though there are certain dishes you can make at home what you're paying for is the time it saves you to to make it itself
1: that's exactly right like literally all four of us will order different dishes and the time that it would take to cook all four dishes would be like two days
0: Mm -hmm. and think about all the groceries you're spending just to make four separate dishes that too. You're paying for convenience.
1: Mm-hmm. Do you also experience when the big pot comes out the same dish for the next four days?
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that big pot. I was like, yep, I'm I'm eating this for, for, for a whole week. This is this is my meal yep. for a while. And then if it gets low, we're like, all right, on to the next thing. Yeah. <laughs> on
1: to the next. But yeah, that's um that's something I've noticed that I think Asians Do that more, or maybe it's my friend that's different. So, just to put it out there, I got permission from my two work friends, Jess and Jasmine, to name drop and uh, a shout out to them, my lovely friends. And this story is about Jess. So, she's very weird Mm -hmm. in the sense, well, to me, it's weird because this is how we were brought up. We eat the same thing like two, three days, or four days, or even a whole week, (laughs) you know, and it was cooked on the one day together, right? she doesn't eat the same thing or she doesn't eat her leftovers the day after
0: does she like s- save it until like a week after or something
1: no she throws it out
0: Just <gasps> <Yes! laughs> how dare so, you yeah that's
1: that's why when we we eat together now i'll take her leftovers and i'll mm. eat it because i'm like i can have it tomorrow for lunch and she's just like no I feel funny it makes her stomach go funny and like that's with a lot of things though I feel like she's just has a a weaker stomach Mm. or it's maybe a mentality thing Mm. but she does not like to eat like save things and eat it the next day and she would question me she's just like are you going to be okay eating that I'm like yeah it's fine like I've only been two days and she's like it's been two days and I'm like yeah, yeah it's like only in the leaves. fridge
0: or like the freezer. It's, yeah, in the fridge is cool. In the you fridge, know, like in the fridge. It's not yeah. growing any harmful bacteria or anything. Yeah. But yeah, it, it. If anything, I might. It might just be a a, um, a mental blockage. Um, yeah. No, no fault on Josh. You no, know, it's 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 you know how she was brought up. Yeah. So she probably doesn't like microwaves at all, huh?
1: She does use the microwave. Um, like she will have things that she cooked for dinner the next day. Uh-huh. But anything more than a day after. Or, like, 24 hours after. Where she can, she will avoid it.
0: So, like, say you make bacon one morning. Yes. And you can't finish all of it. The next morning, she wouldn't eat the bacon?
1: No, she would have thrown that out after lunch, uh, after breakfast. You could put that in a burrito <laughs> the next day. <laughs> <laughs> like, she will have, like, for example, she'll do potato bake. Or, like, she did the other day, like, a couscous with chicken inside. And then she brought in i can't remember she did roast pork sounds amazing she had that for dinner it was really good she had she made that for dinner and like made like a lot of leftovers brought it into work and she had it for lunch and she gave us some for lunch as well so we share food at work not very COVID friendly i did not just say that but yes um we yeah we'll have it for lunch but she wouldn't have it after that so even if we had leftovers um from that lunch so I brought some. or her- oh, I had some the day after, but she she would not like eat after that.
0: Like, you guys would stick it in the fridge at work and whatnot, and then you would just eat. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Wow.
1: Or even like if I had like my coffee, which I am, this is, I'm very guilty of finishing, like not finishing my coffee quickly. So i will be sitting there, but it's like an icy coffee. And mm-hmm. then I'll put it in the fridge because I don't finish it. Then I'll come in the next morning and I'll have it, but that's just me. <laughs> and then she'll be like, "How can you? How can you do that? Like you had it sitting outside for like two hours yesterday or more, um, and now you have it in the fridge and it's the next day. How can you drink that?" I'm like, "It still tastes like coffee."
0: Okay, so that this is this is where I side with Jess on this one. So <laughs> a, no hey,
1: coffee. I knew it! I knew it! I, it's, co- it's coffee. Yes. So
0: okay, so we're talking in context of iced coffee. Right, so there's ice and coffee in the cup, right? Much like what you're drinking right now. And if you leave it out, that ice is going to melt.
1: I always get less ice. Oh, I make my own coffees at work. So I only put like, it's not cold, cold iced coffee. Mm -hmm. Like I know this one because it's store-bought. It's like full and it's like a Vietnamese iced coffee. So it's different. At work, we have a coffee machine. I just do one shot of coffee with like a cup of milk put in a few cubes of ice and then I just drink it like that. So it's not too cold. It's like, I'm weird. Like I just, I just drink Mm -hmm. it because I just need that coffee. It's not really like, I'm not like really experiencing that coffee kind of thing or like savoring the coffee.
0: Are you not a coffee drinker for taste more of a effect Mm kind of coffee? drinker? Yeah.
1: Like I don't really drink coffee often either. Like I have been recently, but that's probably because of my lack of sleep. Um, But like most of the time i'm more of a tea person than a coffee person so i like i do enjoy it every now and then i love the smell of coffee but i'm not someone who would just sip on it constantly and be like this is the shit
0: (laughs) (laughs) i'm trying to think about all the mornings i've had coffee sitting in front of the computer sip after sip going hmm this is the shit (laughs) You don't.
1: do you not i think one
0: of my managers <laughs> I mean, do. I do, after i make a cup of coffee i'll drink it and i'll go hmm tastes, tastes good you know like this yeah this is good but then i think the second third fourth fifth 20th sip is kind of like all right yeah it's coffee at this point it's just another liquid <laughs> yeah
1: okay mm. yeah no you're right it's always the first sip <laughs> where they go <laughs> mm, this is it <laughs> anyways back to the topic of food we get sidetracked <laughs> so easily but yeah so like with us we've like been brought up to like i know i eat the leftovers i always my family's leftovers um especially nowadays as well with my schedule i always come home very late Mm -hmm. um sometimes i don't even have dinner so i'll have whatever my mom cooks in the morning Mm -hmm. so because she has work so she cooks before she leaves the house for my dad to eat for lunch and bring to work for dinner And then we come home usually at lunchtime and we have whatever she cooks in the morning for lunch and then dinner as well. And then whatever's left over, we put in the fridge um, for a couple of days. Like, obviously, after the fourth day, mum usually would throw it out. But before it gets to that point, we've already finished our leftovers because I come in. I take that to lunch for work the next day, pretty much. And that's just how it's always been, even back in school. That's how the timeline always worked. Mum cooked in the morning. Um, Dad will have it for brunch, breakfast, lunch, whenever he wakes up because he does night shift, And then he'll bring it to work. In the afternoon, we'll come home from school in the afternoon, we'll have it then. Sometimes we'll have it again for dinner, or we'll find something else for dinner. But then whatever's left over, we'll chuck it in the fridge, we'll eat it the next day. The only thing with dad is that he doesn't like eating the same thing two days in a row. So Mum would constantly be cooking in the mornings. So that's why she's better with her portion controls now. But um that's she always cooks in the morning, and so she's always struggling to find inspiration on what to cook for the next day. So dad always gets the new stuff and then I come in and eat whatever he doesn't finish. So that's how we've always
0: Peace, your dad's like the guinea pig.
1: Sorry. Your
0: dad's like the guinea pig.
1: <laughs> I don't know if he's the guinea pig or he's the king.
0: Or like the the person that gets to experiment with the new stuff.
1: That's true, but yeah, he gets he gets all the good stuff. And then we get the leftovers. Oh, cool. <laughs> Nothing wrong
0: with leftovers. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, very just. Much. Nothing wrong with leftovers.
1: But she, like, this is something that, like, I guess we've discovered, not really discovered, but we've talked Mm. about recently as well. So when we went out to eat at a restaurant, like Momo's chicken, which is like Korean fried chicken. Oh, um, yes. So good. Uh, We over-ordered a lot, Mm. and so we had to bring it home. So Jazz and I, we were going to split it, but then she, because it was an hour Mm. drive for her, to get to mine and to eat, so it was gonna take an hour, like in the car. Um, so we didn't want to risk any kind of salmonella mm-hmm. or anything like that. So she gave it all to me, and I was like, okay. So we chucked it. I chucked it in the fridge, but in the next day, just ate it. Surprisingly, um
0: I mean, I, Korean fried chicken's lunch. always an exception. I, I, I get and,
1: that. And then the day after, Jazz ate it as well. So there was that. But then. Jess made a comment where she's like, oh, can we eat anything. And like I sometimes when she brings stuff in for lunch and she doesn't finish it, I was like, I'll oh, just leave it there. I'll have it for lunch tomorrow. And she would just look at me and give me the how do you do it kind of look. And I guess <laughs> this is the answer. The answer is I've been trained this way all my life.
0: <laughs> I feel like growing up, there's like pretty much two mentalities that we were brought up. on. Right. It's it's it's, it's could be a combination. and It could be one or the other. Uh, One of them was having to finish all the food in front of you. And if you couldn't do that, then you would just have to finish, I guess, the most expensive parts, whether it's like the protein or or what, right? The other one was having to finish everything, period. Or else, you know, you would be punished in some way, shape, or form. Now, luckily, I was brought up on the, oh, just finish the expensive stuff when we're we're out at the restaurant. You know, it's just like leave the rice and the veggies and just eat the meat. Yeah, it's very, it's a very interesting sort of mindset. But I guess it's, you know, taking it home is, is, is something we did, but we would try to finish the food when we were there at the restaurant. Kim, you there? Welcome back, all things ABBA listeners. Um, we were having school difficulties earlier, but we are back. On that note, we were talking about sort of how we were raised when going to a restaurant or or finishing up food when we were, you know, little and whatnot. And pretty much, you know, we only got really like one or three choices. Um, We could either finish all the food in front of us and we were just going to chuck the rest, or we could just finish the quote unquote most expensive portions of the rest of the meal, whether it's just, you know, eating the meat or or you know eating the carb, yeah, and you know obviously, if we couldn't finish what we could finish, then we would just box it up and save it for later,
1: yes,
2: how did you grow up on that one?
0: um, I was mainly on so if we were eating out, we would be on the eat the most expensive thing,
2: yes, eat the meat, leave the rice,
0: hey, I feel like we're pretty pretty similar on that note, and yeah, um. Obviously, not all families are like that. You know, some, it's like, oh, hey, we'll just box it up and eat it later. Yeah. Or you don't have to eat it at all.
2: (laughs) Which is, actually, now that you mentioned how it's different, I feel like when we were young, it was different. And now that we've grown up, it's also different. So, Mm -hmm. and maybe it's just a mentality thing. But I know when I was young, mom would, like, very young, they'll be like, you have to finish everything. Because obviously, in their mind, they're like, you're still young, you're still growing, eat it all you'll be fine. And then as we got older, they're realizing that, you know, there's only a certain amount we can grow and can take for, for a person, you know, your daily intake. height
0: Height-wise anyways.
2: <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, I did not ask for that attack.
0: <laughs> hey, no, I'm talking about myself. Oh. Your, boy is, your boy is chubby, you know, yeah, he ain't all the protein growing up and more. <laughs>
2: But yeah, that's how, like, yeah, and then she'll, so they'll be like, oh, just, you know, just finish the meat, leave the rice or whatever, um, mm-hmm. or finish what you can. And then now they're just like, if you don't, if you can't finish it, then don't need it, don't force yourself. Yeah. So that's, the attitude has changed. But then I guess that younger mentality, like younger thoughts have grown on me. So now instead of just mm-hmm. leaving it, I'll be like, oh, I can box this up and eat it tomorrow. So it's like, I've kind of went through all mm-hmm. those phases.
0: Because it's also economical too. Yeah. You just save money. It's like, oh, hey, if anything, if you already know you're only going to eat half of whatever dish you buy, boom, chuck the other half in the microwave. Or even better, you know, if you get something like Korean fried chicken and you store it in the fridge, an air fryer is a game oh, I, changer. I feel
2: like my uh, my friend Jess is going to get my manager to listen to this part of the podcast because she's been trying to persuade my manager to get us an air fryer in our um, in our kitchen for a while now. So...
0: An air fryer will reheat like old shitty fries and old soggy, you know, Korean fried chicken. And ma- it's it's not going to make it, oh, i um, like just out the fryer, but it's going to make it yes. pretty damn good. So if only we had a sponsor from an air fryer company, because this is the perfect place <laughs> to put Insert a sponsorship
2: clip. Sponsorship
0: right. <laughs> <laughs> Insert air fryer sponsorship.
2: The other thing is like whenever I eat out, I have... I don't know, maybe it's just a mentality thing or maybe it's just my body can't take it, like unhealthy eating habits, but I can't actually eat as much Mm. as I think I can. I only Mm. ever order one dish, but even then I'll be like, I'm full. And my brother will look at my dish and be like, you barely touched it. Did you you even eat? And it's not just my brother who (laughs) says that, like with anyone I go out to eat with. So nowadays, like I have another friend, we'll call her Tiffany.
0: Okay. We're
2: using one of the four names. She likes to eat... A variety of food so she doesn't just order one dish but she likes to order a variety of dishes that's perfectly fine so whenever we go out to eat um, as a trio there's like three of us they order whatever they order and I just sit back because I know if I'm going to order another dish we're going to be over ordering by a lot so mm-hmm. essentially we they they order I just sit there and because I don't eat much anyways so I just eat mm-hmm. with them and we just share the plates and I guess mm-hmm. like Whenever I've been in relationships, it would always be my then boyfriend finishing off my food for me. So I'm always like warning people. I'm like, if you date me, you're going to have to be able to get used to eating one and a half meals whenever we go out to eat. Some people find it a perk. Some people are scared.
0: (laughs) I mean, there's always the box it up route as well. That too. Right.
2: And that's that's what we do when we go out as a trio. Like last night we went out to eat and we over ordered again korean fried chicken i don't know why i'm eating so many korean fried chicken these days <laughs> but
0: you say it like it's a bad thing it's not it's bad not.
2: It's, it's protein right
0: yeah it's protein and uh, fried chicken skin,
2: you know? <laughs> so yeah and we ordered um the fried chicken half and half uh, half marinated mm-hmm. and half soy then they had the bokki which is the spicy rice cakes mm. with cheese on top as well. Oh. Then we've got a kimchi soup, which kimchi is like fermented cabbage, yeah. um, marinated Korean cabbage. Then we had uh, a bento box, so rice with fried spam and an egg, and then a jug of beer. <laughs> Each? No, we've <laughs> got a jug and shared it between the three. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, we're responsible chicken and beer mm-hmm. yes. the, the, sta- the,
0: the true staples <laughs> yes
2: i think that was oh and a bowl of stick fries chips
0: stick fries
2: oh fries just you guys call it fries which is oh. just a
0: oh, oh, oh we oh. call it
2: chips or hot chips here but like that because at momo's chicken they have different types of chips okay yeah you, you guys differentiate differentiate it by saying chips and fries we call it chips and chips so and and so in this case um in the menu they have it as stick fries
0: okay oh stick chips stick chips stick chips so stick chips or french fries for everyone asking and the yeah but the bigger
2: the bigger version they're not like french fries they're not shoelace but they're just the normal
0: the normal like the, the the mcdonald's french fries
2: no McDonald's French fries are shoe, shoe shoelace fries, right? because they're like thinner. This is just normal fries, like this is just like KFC
0: fries. Oh, interesting. Do you guys have a KFC? We we yes, we have a Kentucky Fried Chicken. Okay. <laughs> we do have a Kentucky Fried Chicken. Oh, yes, you're, check it. You're you're okay. So, shoestring fries are thinner than the Macca's McDonald's fries, and they're very different. They're very curly. Oh,
2: yeah.
0: It's like a it's like a bird's nest of a French fry kind of deal going on. Oh, okay. Okay. So that. So what you consider, um, straight chips, are steak fries in America, where it's like the thick old, Like if you imagine you took a potato. No, that's too thick then. What? What? What?
2: No, the the steak chips are thicker than the the normal chips.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hundred percent. It's like you took a potato and you cut it into like eight pieces, and that's it.
2: No, oh, no, we're not talking not that one. No, no. it's the the size down from that. <laughs> <laughs> What is it?
0: So that's just the, the 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 McDonald's size, isn't it?
2: I don't maybe our Maccas do different chips. Sorry, McDonald's do different chips. Oh, we call it Maccas, really here, guys, I'm sorry.
0: McDonald's.
2: But like the Maccas chips that we have, it's like really thin, like like pretty much smaller than a pinky.
0: Yeah, that that looks like an American 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 size fries as well, yeah.
2: It's like half a size of a pinky, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. But I mean obviously it's longer, you know, it's like a middle finger. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. But like, okay. So is that yeah, that's Maccus fries, yeah?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: But this one is in between, like the stick chips are in between the Maccus fries and the steak fries. So like the in between. Like they're just normal hot chibis. Like
0: hot chibis? so keep in mind to all our listeners out there we're also going to have a lingo comparison episode where we talk about all things different between australia and america
2: we will definitely be surprising each other and probably ourselves sometimes with our different lingos
0: Uh, you say chippies
2: yeah Yes, we say hot chippies sometimes. Okay. okay. I don't know why.
0: <laughs> I have no idea what the hell a stick chip is. It's not ringing any bells.
2: Um it's but, just okay. it literally is just something you can get from a takeaway store. Okay. Like they're normal normal chips. And for anyone who works in a takeaway shop, then it's like oh well, Aussie takeaway shop. Then it's like a saffrise size, like 13 mils. <laughs> Thirteen millimeters in measurement. Okay. Is what it's okay never mind moving on
0: so for reference uh, 13 millimeters is a half an inch for all my freedom unit homies out there
2: get your freedom units <laughs> out of here <laughs> can we wait we, we only use normal units around here thank you very much yeah <laughs> worldwide <laughs> no no <laughs> um but yeah so like that's what we ordered so like pretty much like five five dishes i think it was mm-hmm. and for three girls and mind you Kim, Tiffany, and Jennifer, we were not strong eaters. Mm. So we ended up pretty much with four takeaway containers by the end.
0: <laughs> right.
2: And so, yeah, that's, um, so for the variety, we change over. We had, yeah, we had the variety. It was good, but we had a lot left over as now, well. Now,
0: was this a restaurant that you guys wanted to try out or was this place that you guys pretty, free- that you guys frequent?
2: It's something we frequent quite often, almost mm. almost monthly, if not weekly.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, weekly's cool too. Weekly's cool. <laughs> Nothing wrong with some good old KFC Korean fried chicken. Ooh. Get out of here with that Kentucky bullshit. It's all about Korean fried chicken.
2: The new KFC in town. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so nowadays it's pretty much like I've gotten used to like boxing things up and taking it home and having it for later, having it the next day rather than just, just eating the meat or like trying to finish it all. And even at home, sometimes mom would bring takeaway home when she goes eat Um, at a restaurant with my dad, they would take away home food from my brother and I, and she knows she's like, only take half of it because you're only going to finish half. And so that's what I do. I only take half of it. Sometimes I mix it up and, I don't even get through half of it. So I leave that bowl there. (laughs) I sacrifice the taste and I'll just have it later.
0: (laughs) Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cause like when, when some people go to like new restaurants anyway, right. For, for me, when I go to a new restaurant, I get a boatload of stuff. Cause you want a good representation of what's going on at that restaurant. That's true. And, and if you go back, you could just get whatever you liked. Yeah. Yeah. So
2: for that when we go try out new restaurants we you get like
0: double double yeah. the amount you <laughs> instead of 3 people 4 dishes you get like 3 people 8 dishes
2: Hey don't judge us like that
0: I'm not judging it's just a question
2: I don't know about Jennifer she might I feel like she, that could be something she would do ordering like 5 dishes for 2 people but ah I think most of us look on Instagram because a mm. lot of restaurants have Instagram now and see mm. what people order or like look at photos and judging by how we feel like what we want to eat, we order mm. off that. So there was this one time when I tried out a, a, like a brunch place with my other friend, call her Vivian. And sure. um, it was our first time trying it like both trying that place out because we don't we weren't a local around there and it was on the Gold Coast and we went there we looked at photos and some of the things that were posted on the Instagram weren't actually on the menu anymore and so it was quite hard so we were like Mm -hmm. well what do we do and then we ended up ordering within our budget like we price is another thing that we also look at um Mm -hmm. as well so when we ordered but I feel like I don't know if it was a good representation of the restaurant, um, but it was only about a four-star review, four out of five star for us or how we felt. Like service was nice, atmosphere was nice. Like it was a really like Instagrammable brunch place. But Mm -hmm. the food, Mm -hmm. I felt like it was lacking a bit of flavor or like too overpowering on some parts. And like we've, well, we've kind of come to an agreement where like most places that are Instagrammable, don't live up to the hype i don't know how it is with you guys that's
0: that's pretty pretty common um it's not it's more of a it looks nice and it looks good to take as like a gram photo but in terms of taste it it could either be too salty or just lackluster it's mainly like super colorful or super crunchy looking you know that type of stuff
2: yeah. And I don't know, yeah, like, does that come down to like maybe because we were so hyped up about it that it just didn't live up to our expectations. But in reality, if we didn't have the hype for it, it would have been okay.
0: Well, I mean, if you go into a place with zero expectations, it's it's all uphill from there, right? So, yeah. I mean, it could be a combination of, of your expectations. And I mean, to be honest, you did mention that at one point, you know, there were certain things that are no longer on the menu. So something could have happened at this restaurant, whether it be um, COVID-19 related or management related, where those certain items were no longer um, available, you know, that could mean anything from back-of-house staff not be available or whatever, and they have to stick to their quote-unquote simple items, which, you know, if you have a simple item, you should be able to execute it pretty flawlessly, but I guess that's no longer the place for that particular spot. Maybe. But
2: Yeah. I mean, it wasn't bad. Like, I mean, it's still, we gave it like a, I can't remember if we gave it a three or a four star, but because um, mm. my friend does like Google reviews. So that's oh, why wow. that's why we talk about stars here. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, I don't I can't remember if we did three stars or four stars, but it wasn't, it definitely wasn't like one of the higher end restaurants or places that we've been to. So, mm. yeah.
0: Do you guys have Yelp out there?
2: I don't think – we do, but I don't think it's as commonly used here compared to Google reviews. Um, okay. But I'm also the person to not really look at reviews. <laughs> I don't know why. I just go with what we're friends would go with. But, yeah, mm-hmm. how do you order things? Are you the type to look at prices? <laughs> oh,
0: no. No, no, no. no, no. I, just, I just look at the pictures and look at the descriptions, and I'm like, all right, this looks tasty. Let's get it. Let's get Let's get one appetizer, one dessert, one entree a person, and we'll see where we go from there. Like the other day, I went with my girlfriend to a um, uh, uh, like a like a Taiwanese fusion place, right? And we were like, okay, let's get the cucumber salad, and then you get a noodle dish, I get a noodle dish, and then this place also had the the scallion pancakes. Yep. Right. And they also had this thing that was similar to a scallion pancake, but it had beef in it. So we're like, okay, we'll get both of them. So so we had five dishes, effectively, for two people.
2: Oh, I see. You might be like a Vivian.
0: (laughs) I might be like a Vivian. But to be fair, this was our first time at this place. So I wanted our experience to be... As as you know, if we we didn't want to miss any stops and leave any rock uncovered.
2: Fair enough. I can honestly but that.
0: also uh, we were very full. Yeah. Very we didn't take any. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Did you finish everything?
0: Um we we didn't finish one of the noodle dishes, oh. but we pretty much finished everything else.
2: Well, impressive. I must give you a round of applause <sighs> because I would have not been able to do that. I'll probably finish the entree and then be like tapping out
0: (laughs) nope i'm kicking myself in the ass i didn't do extra cardio
2: (laughs) but yeah like okay so i'm i wouldn't say i'm the opposite but i guess Mm -hmm. to me i price definitely influences my decisions when i'm trying out new restaurants in that i will Mm. obviously look at the photos and depending on what i feel like and stuff like that but i'd still look at the the cheaper options first Um, Mm -hmm. and choose those like normally I try to restrict it to like $20 a meal I guess depending on obviously where you live like prices in other cities might be more expensive so in Brisbane I try to order like under $15 wherever I can which is most Asian restaurants Mm -hmm. and that's perfectly fine but I do got to say that and every like special occasion it would be really nice to go fine dining it was like my wasn't i wouldn't say my first time experiencing fine dining this year but i went to a really nice restaurant with my then boyfriend we'll call him james so james we we went on a like it was our first official like dinner date kind of thing and We were like, oh, do we go fancy or do we go casual? Like, do we just go Macca's, get food and come back, you know, or do we dress up (laughs) and stuff like that? And so we decided to dress up. So it was really nice to be able to get dressed up or dolled up, like up in heels, a dress, you know, makeup on. And um, we decided to go to, like, I think it was like a fusion, a fusion Japanese sushi place kind of thing like that, a fine dining Japanese place in Sydney.
0: Fine dining Japanese place. Yeah, so it's called
2: Sokyo. And apparently it's really well known by a lot of Sydney people. So I've seen like a couple of people go there for like their anniversary dates and stuff like that. It's really nice. And we went, well, I went there because he had chosen the place. I had no expectations, obviously. I didn't know what the price point was like. And I was like, because we were in like pretty much like a honeymoon phase. It was a really cute phase. And I was like, I'm willing to spend as much. You know, I already like I budgeted like for the trip, like a certain amount of money. So I'm like, I'm happy to pay whatever like split it and whatever not and we went there and it was uh, the first thing I do I open up the menu look at the price I'm like whoa this place is so much more expensive than I expected it to be and he's like it's fine it's fine like you know it's fine dining it's the first experience I wanted to like splurge and you know it was really nice and I just, like, yeah, so I really enjoyed the experience. The taste was amazing. I was, like, blown away by how fresh and how nice everything was. It was, like, a lot of sashimi stuff. And, like, they did a lot of aburi stuff. so like, flamed um, fish and stuff like that. Mm. And, like, the flavors were just so unique. And it was just beautiful. And I just, I felt like if he, if James hadn't taken me there, I would have never gone there. Like, I would have never experienced it. And it was just really nice like i would not be picturing myself going to anywhere fine dining because i'm like not prepared to pay that much for food and not being full kind of thing like that but it was so nice i can't like i think we were satisfied we weren't overly full and we weren't hungry by the end of it um but (laughs) i think it ended up being like 250 at the end of the night or something like that which okay so compared to 15 for a meal 250 (laughs) You can see where yeah. I'm coming from. I'm like, oh, damn, that's a lot. And I was like, it's fine. I'm happy to split. Like, it was such a good experience. But yeah, he ended up like paying for everything. And it was what? really sweet. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, he's such a sweetheart. <laughs> but yeah, it was really nice. Like I said, like, I would not have expected like to picture myself in a fine dining restaurant trying these things right. out because price. Like, I feel like price has restricted me to enjoying a lot of things so i feel like mm-hmm. i'm more opened to going to fine dining experiences now i guess that's where the lesson is like because i've grown up to look at the prices every time i'm so accustomed to it but after mm-hmm. that experience at sokyo i'm more willing to try fine dining mm-hmm. experiences and i guess mm-hmm. you do pay a lot for those experiences not just the food itself and right. that's what i learned and i've Atmosphere, come to appreciate that
0: service. yep yeah yep. I think at the end of the day as long as you can budget accordingly and and you know double check that you can afford to do these little food excursions then then it's all good. Yeah. Just be very wary for everyone listening too. There's a very small line between fine dining and bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> like like a place can like it, it looks so fancy but then the food could be super mediocre and what you're really paying for is just a heightened sense of quality or a, a a environment like a very hipster environment
2: yeah that's true too or like you're just paying for that instagram worthy photo or something like that so exactly
0: exactly yeah but this place does look amazing
2: yeah no got a lot of good reviews from it i'm pretty sure james looked at all the google reviews because we had like a list sent from our friends um, and he's mm-hmm. went through each of them looking at the google reviews and i trusted him and I told him, I'm like, well, at the end of the day, you're going to be eating one and a half meals and I'm only eating half a meal. So you can decide on where we go.
0: <laughs> yeah, if I ever find myself in Sydney, I'm definitely going to go here.
2: Come through, come through. Let's go. So yeah. So I guess from that, he has taught me like to be more open um, to appreciating fine dining. And he told me that his ex was the one who brought him, to, him into the fine dining world. So he's like... <laughs> One at a time, we're opening up our, our minds and being more open to fine dining and, like, experiencing that and appreciating the finer things in life.
0: Mm-hmm. hmm Yeah. And paying a boatload of money for food.
2: <laughs> hey. <laughs>
0: yeah. But very nice. Hell yeah. Yeah. So that brings us into, we're probably going to end that topic and sort of segue into our question of the day. Now, Kim, do you know who actually asked us this question?
2: I guess a lot of people just casually ask and there was no uh-huh. one who really submitted the questions. But I mm-hmm. think Jess and Jazz at one point both asked, oh, how do you and Jeremy know each other?
0: Well, thank you to Jess and then Jazz, you said, and all these, all these people uh, for asking that question. And effectively, if we just boil this down into a really quick um, answer, because I think we will want to make a whole episode on this discussion of, of subtle Asian traits and, and whatnot, but just to answer your guys' question on how me and Kim met, um, there's this sort of Facebook phenomenon called Subtle Asian Traits that started off as effectively just a meme page for Aussie-born American or Aussie-born Asians and American-born Asians. Well, first it started in Australia and, and eventually, you know, hopped over the ocean, right? Yeah, and uh, there were a lot of subgroups that that were spawned from subtle Asian traits, and one of them was a dating site. And um, in contrast to that dating site was a quote-unquote leftovers page for the for the people that weren't super active on the dating sites. <laughs> it sounds pretty fucked up, I know, but um, out of this leftover page were a lot of um, sort of self improvement groups. You know, one being more fitness related. And effectively, me and Kim really met through this one group. It was called uh, "Subtle Asian Get Your Ass to the Gym." Yeah. Um, you know, it was it was a lot of it was on Facebook Messenger and Tiny Chat back in the day when that was super popular. And then it eventually moved to to Discord. And effectively, yeah, that's pretty much we started talking, getting really close from there. And and yeah, it's <laughs> that's that's pretty much how we met.
2: <laughs> to like. I guess elaborate um, on how we met. I remember like joining the chat because my friend said to join, it, like it was a very active chat. Like it was this is when Facebook groups were still allowed sub chats in the group, and you can just join any of the chats. And um, essentially, my friend from Melbourne was like, "Hey, this chat is very active, and um, they'll keep you accountable for gym and stuff like that." And I think this is when I just started, I guess, working out again or something like that. And that's when I joined and then there was this one time one of our other friends well now friend he was then just like another person in the chat and was like oh you guys should join us on tiny chat which is a video call website for those who don't know and so we did voice in discord and then video on tiny chat and he was saying that a group of them were on and for us to join and I jokingly was like oh are you going to do some ASMR or mukbangs for us, which is like eating on cam? Um, and I said, I'll, I'll only join if you do. And then he's like, for you, I will. And so he was like, we're on now. I'm about to eat. Come join. Oh. <laughs> and I actually did. <laughs> My managers judge me so much for me watching like mukbangs, which is just people eating on cam. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so it was the one thing I was watching a lot at the time. So I was like, hey. <laughs> And it was really funny because I remember the first, very first time I joined them on call was when I was actually at a shopping center with my other friend and they were like, everyone's on at this time. And it was like 1 p.m. during uni times Mm -hmm. for me. And for them, it was like late at night or something like that. And so I joined and he came out with some Hawaiian buns, which is like a sweet bread roll bun that they have in America. And I joined and they're all like, hi, oh my gosh, another Aussie. And like saying like, you know, just saying hi. And then our friend just goes, okay, are you ready for it? (laughs) And then he was eating on camp for me. So that was really funny. But then it was Jeremy's voice where I was just like, who is this guy? Like, it was such a nice voice. Like, you know when you just get so attracted to someone's voice? And that's Jeremy because we're just like, damn his voice um so that's how i remember jeremy from the first first call and then from there i guess they're like oh don't scare her away she's not gonna come back after you guys are all being so weird (laughs) but i came back (laughs) for more more (laughs) mukbangs
0: she's still here and um she's still
2: and still here to the day (laughs) so then yeah after that we just kind of like um that's when they started adding me to a sub group chat (laughs) from that so like a smaller group chat from the bigger group chat and that's how we started talking and i just got on cam a lot more um with them and then i think that's when we officially met once one gloomy night, and we were just like hello and then yeah we just guess now we're friends
0: (laughs) yep and we've never seen each other in pretty much in person before because we're pretty much across the 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 worlds, but it's it's very interesting how you know subtle Asian traits and 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 that whole phenomena can connect people, you know, and and create these you know friendships and 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 all of these connections and it's it's just crazy. But like I said, we'll we'll elaborate more into it in in the future episode.
2: Yeah, I'm sure my friends would definitely want to know more about these groups because they're just like subtle Asian dating. What? What is this? Right. What do you mean you're auctioning people off? <laughs> Anyways, we'll get into it in a later episode.
0: Um, I want to thank everyone again for listening and for all your feedback and suggestions from our pilot episode. We actually created an IG recently, so go ahead and check out um, Instagram.com slash allthingsab.asian. And you can see our personal channel links and All of that there. Once again, it's uh, Instagram.com slash allthingsab.asian. And uh, you can find this podcast on Anchor, Google Podcast, and Spotify. We are currently working on getting it to Apple, what was it, iTunes, Apple iTunes and whatnot. Apple
2: Music and Apple Podcasts, I'm not too sure. But um, Anchor is the website we use and they're very good in that they distribute it for us. Um, So it just does take a while for it to go through to different um, platforms. But our main platforms is Anchor, um, which is anchor.fm forward slash all things ABA and Spotify, which normally takes one or two days for it to um, go up. But once Spotify hits, it's usually when we post it, we'll talk about it or send it to our friends. So stay tuned for that.
0: Thanks again. My name is Jeremy Chow.
2: And I'm Kim Nguyen.
0: And see you later.